There we go. All right. Good evening, folks. Uh, we are here with the first iteration of the Gravescast. And this is going to be a weekly, sorry, not a weekly podcast, a bi-weekly podcast, uh, kind of a one to two hour thing uh, every other Friday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, every week we'll try and get in a different guest and kind of relay their experiences to you. It's going to be kind of more of a general thing and pretty open-ended. So our first guest today, you might have seen around. Uh, you probably don't know him too well. He's shown his face around a little bit. Uh, he's a volunteer jazz conductor, a lover of public libraries, and you probably know him as most famously for being a moderator in the NF Graves channel. So here we have Braden, uh, Colonel Kelp Jonas. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Good. Um, I know, I know it sucks that you couldn't get Nick or Kevin or Joe on the podcast, but you know, well, being a being, uh, being one of the lesser Jonas brothers also has an, its advantages sometimes. Do you think? How do you feel like it would be to be like a cousin to the Jonas brothers or something? Because you do have the um, was sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's one of. The, I feel like it's one of those things where it'd be kind of like shitty right because you're like yeah you could say oh my cousin's jonas brother it's like no one cares for one but for two i feel like the jonas brothers are kind of dicks probably <laughs> why <And> really <laughs> i honestly like i honestly gotta feel like they are and i feel like just like you just don't get anything out of it except they're just like entitled assholes have you ever actually met them in real life? Because they actually did one of their movies probably about half an hour from us around here. Really? Yeah, actually down uh, like one town over there filming. I think it was, uh, well, I'm not going to say the movie now. <laughs> get get our uh, location out there. But yeah, they filmed pretty close to here. I know they used oh, to wow. be like I... super popular. but I know, know there's this one like really famous clip of Nick Jonas who... Uh... Who who I, I I can't remember the name of the artist he was performing with. Like something has it in my brain that it was Celine Dion. Don't know if that's true or not. Um, but he he came up to do the guitar solo, and just utterly whiffed it. Like he had a brain aneurysm, and he <laughs> picked up a guitar for the first time in his life. It's so funny, so funny. Was wasn't wasn't he always more of a singer though, more than anything? Uh, I mean. I mean, they're kind of like boy band status, right? Like, all all three of them, or four of them, how many, six of them, I don't know how many Jonas Brothers actually are. Uh, they're all meant to do everything, right? It's, you know, the, the drums and sing and the guitar and dance, you know, sort of the whole the whole nine yards, right? Well, is that what boy bands are supposed to be like? Not going to lie, never into boy bands. And, I mean, you're more the musician than I am, so I don't really know much about I, the composition. Why, you tell me you didn't watch the Jonas Brothers on the Disney, Disney Channel? No. I never really watched much of Disney Channel. More like, a, honestly, more like a Teletoon type person. Teletoon, uh, oh. Cartoon Network, YTV. I was there. I was there too. I was on all of it. I was a big TV, big TV kid. Were you a fan of like Drake and Josh and stuff like that? Absolutely. I was there for the original, like the actual airing on TV. No way. Really? Yeah. Because I was always, like, we're the same age. I was always there for the reruns, but... Weirdly enough, I feel like our kind of TV age was more like iCarly. 
maybe not you know more appealing to Canada. well it's what you're it's what you remember right i carly definitely came as we were older um i i was definitely a little young for the drake and josh but i was i still watched it i still enjoyed it i always saw the reruns and i always thought it was more like oh here's drake and josh and then oh there's carly as like a little girl or something like that rather than you know yeah here's drake and i mean josh. My, my... No, I always, I always knew the, I, the Miranda, from Drake and Josh. Like I didn't, I, I never was like, oh, it's the iCarly girl, right? It was always like, oh, that's the girl from Drake and Josh. He's grown up now. It's kind of the opposite for me. You know, weirdly enough, they're actually uh, doing a reunion, eh? I feel like they're, it's like a couple episodes or something coming out next year. Or oh, something. oh yeah. Yeah, although supposedly they're not bringing in uh, Jeanette McCurdy, which I don't know how I feel about that. Sam. Yeah. I feel why not? Sorry, go ahead. I'm just asking why not. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe she just didn't grow up to be kind of the childhood star everyone uh, wanted her to be. I mean, like, I remember uh, there's something about scandalous pictures being leaked or something. So maybe that has something to do with it. I remember seeing those. What? <laughs> Yeah, but she posted them herself, though. That was the scandal. They weren't leaked. Okay, I was going to say. I feel like it's... Look, I, I honestly have not kept up with her at all. I really don't know much about her future life. I saw maybe one video where she talked about kind of where she was going. Actually, I think she said she was starting a podcast, ironically enough. But oh, yeah. I feel like it might be the type of thing where it's like getting shoehorned into a position, right? Like, look at Bella Thorne. She really changed from her, you know, Disney age, right? Does she have a Disney age? You, you know who Bella Thorne is, right? Oh, Bella Thorne. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. On, I'm on track. Yeah, she was in like... Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, yeah, completely 920. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right on that. But I feel like, you know, you get shoehorned in such a position just... Yeah, in those types of shows, and you're expected to kind of keep a persona outside of it. So, I mean, I feel like once you finally get let free, I don't know. It's just like to me, it feels like escaping, like I don't not escaping, but maybe transitioning away from like a religion or something, or just uh, it's a different lifestyle, right? Hundred percent. So I don't know. I feel like maybe that might be the reason for uh, Jeanette McCurdy not being part of it because she didn't try and stick with the uh, Disney persona. But I don't know. <laughs> it's to be determined, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be definitely a little, a little strenuous as you start growing up, and and these people are telling you, "Oh, you gotta, gotta be like this. Gotta do this. Can't do these things. Gotta keep up the image." It's like, well, I like playing uh, with tractors. Like tractors are for poor people. You can't be playing with those toys. But people, what if someone sees you? <laughs> Where did you ever hear that? <laughs> it's just the first example that came to my head. Why course, is that the first actually, example that came to your head? I don't know. I mean, tractors are honestly very expensive, but so <laughs> I don't know. I you know what I mean. It's just an example. You know, you know what I mean. I, I just don't think it's a very good example. <laughs> I feel like everyone wants to play with tractors, and I don't feel like it's stigmatized in that way. At least in my opinion, but. I, don't know. I mean, we grew up on opposite sides of the tracks, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on the good side of the tracks. <laughs> That's actually... It's a small town, yet somehow 
one side of the tracks is completely different from the other side. I still, you know what? I still don't know why it's stigmatized that way. Like it's it's almost like you you watch like Riverdale or something where it's like oh you're you're on the north side of the Riverdale like, oh you're on the south side exactly like that man it's, it really is but why like it's I don't you know we're like literally <laughs> a ten minute walk apart you guys literally had like a fucking hotel up on your side uh, I think like ten years ago or something so at least you're bringing in the business yeah I don't I don't know about that. What do you mean you don't, don't know, know about that, that? I don't know where that would be. No. I think you... Well, God, we can't go specific to the location here, but we'll talk about that after. Either way, sorry. To go back to the original thing there, I would almost think... That you, you think it would be bad to be the cousin of, like, you know, Nick Jonas or something, but look at... Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe you have a point, considering I can't remember his name, but there's, what, like, three uh, Wahlberg brothers? Like, there's Mark Wahlberg, who's the famous uh, actor. There's, Marky Mark? Yep. There's someone else who is, like, really, uh, really famous, too. And then you had the one, like, third brother who ended up, like, owning uh, Wahlburgers or something. So he was kind of, yeah. like, the least of the three, like, the runt of the litter. But I don't know. He, he's still, he still kind of made a name for himself. I feel like uh, it's the star power, right? Right. I feel like you're, you're Marky Mark's, well, Marky Mark's your older brother. I feel like that's like, that's got to be kind of a shitty life. He's like, hey, he comes, I don't know his name, but it's like, you know, imagine Crispy comes home, he gives you a little punch on the shoulder. It's like, hey, Brando, still <laughs> still poor, not as rich as me. <laughs> you know, you like, might. <laughs> I'm actually thinking of starting a burger chain. Um, like, oh, what a stupid idea. Why don't you just be good at acting like me and maybe make some funky music? No, you can't because you suck. To be honest with you, is he really that good of an actor? Like, I forget the one movie. It was... It was Mark Wahlberg. It was a really uh, famous kind of buff actor. I, I don't want to say The Rock. I feel like it was The Rock, though. And it was right. like, he was religious, and then they, like, kidnapped someone. It was, like, two hours, kind of like a Fast and Furious type thing without the action. Right. It was, like, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't even know if I've seen a good movie with Mark Wahlberg in it. Honestly. Like what are what are his best movies? Honestly, like Mark Wahlberg ever trying to be serious like like Sniper, I think is that that's the movie called? Basically. No, that wasn't it, him. It, was it not, American Sniper? I think it was. No, not American. Maybe it was American oh, Sniper. No. I don't know, but um any any movie where he tries to be serious, I find isn't very good. But any movie where he's just like kind of like a bad actor, but like trying not trying to be good you know, is the best. Like kind of like a Will Ferrell style. Like when he tries to pull off a Will Ferrell, like in like the other guys, when they're partnered together, best movie ever. Actually, you know what? Yep, I'll give you that. Uh, the other guys is good. I think a runner up too was honestly not very good, but decent for a watch was uh, Ted. Ted was pretty good too. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that movie in years. I think it like came out on my birthday or something. And I actually went to like the trunk sale or whatever and got it as like burned on a disc or something. It wasn't maybe <laughs> really? the best. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best purchase? But I mean, I don't know, decent movie for what it was. Really, I was probably like thirteen when I saw it or something. So you know, it felt kind of raunchy at the time and everything. 
I think it. I always there's one thing I always think about when it comes to that movie, and it's all the. Do you remember the part where it's like it's all the Lynn girls or something? Like there's always like Becky Lynn, uh, Betty Lynn, something, or it was like Lynn or Anne. Do you remember what I'm talking about? You've lost me. There's a scene where I think Ted is going over like all the girls he's been with, and he he rhymes right. off like three regular names, and then it's like name plus Anne at the end, or name plus Lynn. And it's like oh, every yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> every girl's name can have like a Lynn at the end or something. It is I don't know, kind of kind of amusing and kind of true, honestly. It's been such a long time since I've seen Ted. No, me too. But um, I mean. It, it kind of brings you to the point where you think about the kind of uniqueness of names or whatever. And I mean, yeah. I don't know. What's your stance? Like, would you, if you had a kid, would you rather go, okay, this is going like fucking everywhere. But <laughs> if you had a kid, would you want to go from, for like an unconventional name or like something out of the top 10? Like just something simple. I'd honestly rather probably neither. Because the top 10 names are going to be some, some stupid, wacky, trendy stuff, which I'm not for. But I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, yeah, I'm going to call my daughter... Uh, Unara. <laughs> Shaniqua. I feel like that's... A, I've, I've heard that enough times for it to be like relatively common. It's a bit of a meme, right? But yeah. Like, I'm not going to go out there to be like, yeah, I'm going to be different. It's like, you know, just... I don't know. I just, I, I always question it because I went to like a museum one time and I remember this vividly. It was, we were walking by and it was some like kid's birthday party or something. And the name just across the like poster for like happy birthday blank was like Mary Ann Elizabeth something like five different names put together. And that was just like the first name. It was like Mary Ann Beth or something. It was, I just, I don't know where these parents get off. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, you know, unique name, common name, whatever. But I just, I, and also the spellings of it. Some people, like, really try and go hardcore with, like, you know, I don't want the typical name from Mary. So it'd be like M A E R W I or something. Right. You could just go completely off the rails and, like, do it Elon Musk style. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I when I read that I didn't I didn't actually think it was too far out of left field. Do you think that's ridiculous? You know it's spelled right. I know it's like A E X <laughs> like twelve or some shit like that. That's I just ludicrous. Um, like it's ludicrous, but I mean you have like I don't know some kid some parents call like some celebrities like call their kid like Apple or something or. Didn't Kanye West call it? No, did, does he even have a kid? There was someone who named their kid like North and their last name was West or yeah, something. Yeah, that was him. That was, that was yeah, like, Northwest. Yeah. Dude, it's. I that know, can't it's be so, any worse. That's got to be worse, I think. Look, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's. Like, like, all right, in kindergarten, you might get like picked on a little bit. Like, ah, uh, Northwest, you know, it's a, it's a direction. <laughs> it's a stupid name. You imagine a like, kindergarten try to be like X. A A dash twelve, but you know what? That kid is going to be in the gifted proper program, honestly, because all he has to no, do is be able. To... I'm going to beat him up. What? I'm going to give him a concussion. He's never going to. If I'm in like, if I'm in kindergarten, 
kid? Do you just plan not, on like I'm hunting not, this kid down? I'm not gonna go beat up Elon Musk, Elon Musk's kid, but by the know, way, by the way, boys, we're uh, we're taking this out of the editing. <laughs> we if fate we was there, kindergarten. You never know. I mean, like, well, I don't know. I I, I look wedgies at wedgies in the locker. See you later. Honestly, I think you bring I've up never a bigger done that issue. in real life for everyone. I've I've never actually done that. You've just, never bullied anyone. I've no. I would hope not. I also I, I have never myself but okay, maybe like once or twice, but for the most part, I was never really bullied in school. I don't know if you kind of felt the same way or what. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like I just No one ever bothered me. I never bothered anyone. Even through like high school or whatever, I feel like there's definitely shit that happened, but I never felt like I was a part of like, you know, just fights or maybe like minor ones but not like actual fist fights but i just feel like there wasn't a lot of bullying around the school everyone wasn't like you know besties or whatever but i feel like everyone kind of had like a mutual respect for each other there was there was definitely some but it was first it was like some of those people had it coming like constant provocation sort yeah. of thing no i think you're right on that but i mean I felt like maybe most of it was kind of in different cliques. Like, I mean, I feel like the smokers had a lot of uh, fights between them or something. Hey, do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, there's only so many darts to go around, right? <laughs> well, apparently uh, the one that was in our grade, the one who was infamous for that, apparently he like got tied to a pole or something by one of them. You know who I'm talking about, right? The blonde? exactly who you're talking about yeah it might have even gone a bit further than that too so i don't know i just i felt like it was more in-group stuff rather than like or like fights or uh disagreements yeah there was groups. never really any like straight up like bullying that i ever was aware of i don't know it's to me it's just kind of weird because i mean it's it's something you see in you know media all the time it's something you see in you know movies all around it's something you hear about from a lot of people but i just i never i never felt like it was a huge component of my life and it's weird to not be able to relate to that i suppose yeah i think it's i don't know it's i mean yeah i don't know i i honestly like they always go on about bullying and education and don't be a bully and don't be a bystander it's like I've never been bullied, and I've never witnessed anyone else be bullied, so I don't know. Maybe, you know, more behind closed doors sort of thing. I feel like a lot of, like, online bullying probably happened as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, online probably is the worst environment nowadays, especially during COVID, you know, when you can't, you know, make fun of yeah. each other face-to-face. -face. You're like, what? <laughs> Twitch TV? Like, what a shithole of a place, eh? I know, eh? Like, you sit there on chat, or no, not even in chat. You sit there streaming, you show your face, and everyone just makes fun of you. You sit there, you make a wrong move in Pokemon, and they bully you for the rest of the stream. They're vicious, man. Yeah, some dickhead makes my profile picture of SpongeBob holding up a Kelpo toy. Well, you know what? Weirdly enough, I feel like uh, that's your profile picture normally. Funny that, eh? Yeah, I know, eh? It's almost like you sent that photo to me. Along with all that. the other photos, of course. We, we tend to exchange quite often. Kind of a friend thing, you know? 
Yeah, except more, I just send them to him, and he says, "Stop, or I'll call the police." But I keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's been happening in a few years, but you have enough perks to uh, keep you rolling around. Not call the cops on you. So I feel like uh, maybe we should go on to one of the topics we had for tonight. Sure. This look, chat. This is uh, this is definitely a work in progress. I uh, definitely kind of felt like we needed maybe a list of topics, just you know maybe a jump over to one, you know, every once in a while type thing. And I'm trying to like kind of ease the content a little bit. We were you know predominantly obviously a Pokemon Showdown stream. Now we're kind of transitioning the content a little bit, at least in the short term. Uh, so we were kind of thinking of keeping it a little bit, uh, in line with the previous content. So we we're going to talk about a couple of Pokemon related things. Uh, something we don't really have on the list that I was curious about. What are your kind of early Pokemon memories? Cause I feel like everyone, you know, everyone has a different generation they grew up with. Some people kind of fell in line with the generation before their time. Some people kind of fell into it a little more later. Obviously you have, you know, fights over Pokemon cards in the schoolyard and everything. So I was just kind of curious, what's your, uh, what's your story? Tell me a story. My, my Pokemon experience. Yes. My Pokemon experience. Um, funnily enough, I actually started with trading cards. Um, saw them in stores. My, my dad had previously collected things like, I don't know if anyone would know it. It's sort of like Magic the Gathering. It's called Spellfire. He he, he had collected a bunch of those cards. Uh, baseball cards, hockey cards. And so, you know, I kind of was interested in those. So he got a pack for me. And um, I was just kind of infatuated with it. Didn't know how to play at all. But I kept, you know, getting a pack every now and again. And then soon enough, everyone started getting packs. And then, you know, things taking off to trading. Uh, and in a garage sale, I come across a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Crystal. Um, bought both of them for two bucks and just played them nonstop for years on end until quite a few years later when I got a Game Boy Advanced for Christmas and I got... Pokemon Fire Fire Red, I think, or not Ruby Red. It's Fire Red and Leaf Green, I believe. Fire Red, Leaf Green. You did have Ruby and Sapphire, yeah. though. What's that? You did have uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Those were those were uh, one of the generations as well. Okay, I don't think I actually had those for the games. No. No, I don't think so. I think I kind of skipped a few. <laughs> I don't know. You you sounded like you'd start off pretty conventional there. And I'm gonna be honest. I look. I don't know how chat feels. I don't know how anyone else feels. But I never played the games. I probably played the games for the first time like two years ago when it came to the train card game. I feel like everyone just collected it and no one actually played it. I don't think anyone knew how to play it even. Now there was always a few times where like me and a me and one of my old buddies would try and like play a game. Uh, and we had no idea how to play it, so we kind of played it like you kind of played it like you just stack your Pokemon, all your cards, and a deck beside you, and you both flip over, and then you just roll roll a die, and that decides who attacks first, and then you just do it until the health goes down, and then you flip to the next Pokemon until you're out of cards. Um, 
definitely not the way to play it, but I mean, it's fun enough, I guess. Honestly, that sounds like a way more fun way of playing it. I've never, that's such a weird way. You guys just kind of came up with that on your own? Other things kids come up with, right? Well, there wasn't really, there's no phones, there's no computers back then that I had, so we just you know, come up with what you got. I mean, to be fair, I, I would definitely agree with you on that. I mean, me and my sister, we obviously knew how to play checkers back in the day, but this is maybe when I was like in grade three, grade four. We never knew how to play chess. So the way we played chess, we lined them up the way they were actually supposed to go. Like we looked it up online. It's like, you know, uh, rooks at the end, pawns up all, all at front. But we didn't know how the movements went, so we would always just see how hard we could slam the chess pieces together. And then whoever still had pieces on the board at the end of it was the winner. Literally, you just like, do like... You just try and, like, arm swipe as many pieces off the board as you could? It was like... Oh, it was like Sorry, but chess version. You remember the old board game Sorry? I do actually. Where you like try and flick the pieces at each other and knock them down. Sorry, it was a great, great one actually. Yeah. You know what? I feel like there's a lot of games that you know people forgot about. Unfortunately, when it comes to board games, I don't know. It's kind of unfortunate. I agree to that. Nowadays, they're a little more gimmicky. I mean, you have the uh, what was it? What was the big one from like a few years ago? It was like the pie game. Where it's like everyone's like slapping down and see who could get the pie in the face or something. Oh, yeah. I think you like spin, like you do a spinner and whoever it lands on, they have to like put their face in the machine and crank it a couple times. You don't know. And I'm then, talking. Do you not know what we're. And then, ran, and then randomly, like stop, whoever goes in next will have like the thing come up and flat like whipped cream in their face. Are you, are you sure that wasn't a different one? The one I'm thinking of is like there's two people. It was like you were hitting a paddle or something. And every time you hit it, it moved closer. Like it was kind of, okay, you have your two faces there. You have the two paddles. And then in the middle, you have the pie. And it could go in either direction. So every time you hit the paddle, it would move closer to your opponent. And every time it would, you know they hit it, it would move closer to you. So it was pretty much like uh, how fast can you hit the pad before you know, it okay. gets Okay, I was thinking of the game called Pie Face. Why do I feel like it was called the same thing? Am I, no, am I if wrong? You look, if, no, if you look up Pie Face, you'll see what it is. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure there's something like that, but it's definitely not called Pie Face. It's probably Pie Something. It's definitely a Pie Something. Honestly, funny enough, I was looking through r slash uh, trashy the other day, and it had, honestly, what looked like a couple Trump supporters. It was... Yeah, this is the one I'm talking about. The Pie Face? No, it's Pie Face Showdown. Okay, so we... Fuck, we had the same game, just different iterations. Okay. So it was like a 1v1 then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see exactly what you're talking about. So I actually was going through r slash trashy the other day, and apparently there's a bootleg version, and it's a little R-rated. Instead of uh, oh, yeah, instead instead of hitting uh, paddles, instead of hitting paddles, instead of hitting paddles, you both are sitting there uh, choking the chicken until one of them goes splat. It's the what? Yeah, it's like 
like the most R-rated game I've ever seen. I don't know how the fuck it got. I don't. It can't be something that got sent out to stores. It's gotta no be way. something. No, it's gotta be something you had to go to like an X-rated store or something to get. I just I can't believe I scrolled through that. Like normally you just see you know a couple Trump supporters you know throwing around the flag with their uh, swastikas on them or something or. I don't know, a dog in a car or something on those uh, on those subreddits, but that was definitely a weird one to see. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, who's coming over to your bud's house, right? And you're like, hey, man, I got this new board game. You want to play? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, what's the, what, what's the game? All right, we just, we both wank it and see who goes first. <laughs> Dude, it's just a typical Friday night with the boys. You go back to that friend's house, right? You never go back. You've never seen Superbad before, have you? Oh yeah, of course I have. Well, that's kind of a Superbad type game. I feel like I feel like Superbad might have been like our uh, our American Pie. You you've seen it, right? Like American Pie. American Pie, I haven't seen. No, you haven't seen American Pie. No, I haven't. Dude, what a good movie! It's. It's one of those things. It's one of those movies where it couldn't happen today, but it was, I don't know, it's, it's just like one of those kind of like raunchy teen comedies. Like, oh yeah. Superbad was definitely a less, ex- Superbad was kind of more like a wholesome version of it. I don't know, you, you guys see American Pie sometimes. It, it right, was... I'll try cause I love those things. Like, you're asking what my favorite movie is? Tropic Thunder. I will Every say. Time. I've never seen Tropic Thunder. Is it see? Now, now I'm with you on that one. It's one of those things you could never do today because Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. Best movie ever. Best why, movie ever. Why is it the best movie ever? How is it not the best movie ever? It's good. The lineup is huge. It's hilarious. It's a little bit racy. Okay, come on. I feel like you're going to get my podcast deleted after the first episode here. Wait, you don't something, love something bullying Elon Musk's son. Ah, the best, the best movie, you know, a little racy and fuck man. Gotta be a little racy. <laughs> Damn it. Hopefully this hits uh, Twitch's TOS standards. I'm hoping we hit the front page. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I want it for this episode. Maybe in a couple. When we, have, when we have a new guest around. But uh, to kind of go back to what you were saying about the Pokemon there, I think uh, I think I had a similar kind of uh, start with you. Uh, actually, funny enough, at our, uh, at least at my uh, preschool, not preschool, but um, elementary school, I suppose, we did a huge garage sale one day, and I ended up buying a Game Boy from there, probably for about five bucks. I think you you got a way better deal than I did because you got fucking crystal with it, and I sat there and I got like Arthur's uh, fuck what was it man? It was like Arthur's Fall Fair Festival or something. It was the dumbest shit in the world. It was you Arthur's you were Fall Fair. Pardon? <laughs> what is that? Honestly, it was just a game where there's different uh, kind of fair events. One was like, I don't know, uh, like a super soaker type thing. There was one where you're like sledding down somewhere, maybe like a logs rapid type thing. And you're just trying to get points to save up for like a prize. It, this is how I remember it. it. I could... like, this like 
after Arthur the TV show, right? Yes, you know, life's not too hard <laughs> when you've got a library, or no, having fun's not too hard when you've got yourself a library card. Something like that. I don't know. It, That's awesome. And the thing is, is when you sit there and you have the, like, you, you have the Game Boy Color, right? Not the Advance? Uh, No, I never had the Advance. No, I... Which one was, like, not the... Not the one that looks like a Nintendo Switch, but the one that was like a, a square that like you fold out. That you fold over? That you, you can fold, yeah. Shit, you had the SP then, man. That was that was the glory days. Because, I mean, with that, you could sit there and get your screen backlit. With the Game Boy Color, yeah, it was I always... Did. I had the Color and the SP. Yeah, the Game Boy Advanced SP. The Color always just... I never understood it because I mean I got a D. I think I got a DS before I actually got um, before I got the color, and I never understood why there wasn't a light for the screen. Like it's it just you couldn't it's see horrible. the game. Sorry, weren't playing in the complete pitch black at two in the morning. Sorry, can't see. No, some of us went to bed, or some of us read. Some of us were nerds. Not everyone can be a cool musician, Pokemon player like you. My MO. Your MO? So do you, do you keep that as your MO nowadays? Part time Twitch streamer? Right. Full time uh, conductor? Part-time. Just Pokemon noob climbing the ranks. I suppose that's your brand now. That's how you get Twitch viewers. <laughs> when do you plan on uh, streaming next? Oh, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking Saturday probably? Will be a bad idea. What do you plan on streaming? Maybe cool. some thinking. Maybe some democracy with friends. Democracy with friends, huh? Not a bad idea. I don't know how and many you viewers you'll get. Have you ever seen it? On I'm the... hoping. Hmm. I'm hoping none, because oh, our boy. our political our politically charged opinions are probably going to offend a lot of people. Uh, maybe not it depends on what you're talking about i i, I don't know I'm, I'm pretty liberal complete liberal you know maybe you should come on i think it'll be fun <laughs> you know i'm coming on <laughs> the question is who <laughs> else can we get to play a goddamn i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to bait the audience into like being like yeah, yeah let's see if we can get graves on okay audience do you do you want to come on and you know fucking run a government with us who That's... wants to talk about politics no one. If you, I you, think you, you say that, I think everyone does. Everyone wants to. Everyone's like, well, no, I'm not. Re- well, hold on. That's your opinion. Let me let me tell you something. I feel like it comes down to context. I was sitting there and like we're we're on an online term, right? So there's not like in the we're doing co-op at least at my university, and right now I'm on a co-op term and. So for my job, I haven't really talked to my coworker at all. So for the first time today, we were actually uh, talking after work, just on like a Zoom call or some shit. And we almost got into political opinions. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This probably isn't the best thing to do. Probably best not to get into politics. I just, you know what? I don't know about you, but I always feel like when you're in the workplace, you shouldn't talk about it because, you know, you never know if you're going to offend someone. You never know if they're going to hold that against you. Oh, yeah. maybe they'll agree with you, but I just think it's such a, I don't know. You, you can never tell. It's very uh, unknown, the future. So. Uh, 
I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the problem is everyone gets so butthurt these days. Like at work, at my place of work anyways, we talk about politics all the time. Some of the time we agree, sometimes we don't. They say something, but if they say something that I don't really like, I just, okay. They brush it off. No big yeah. deal. They have their opinion, I have mine. Maybe I think they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's do not you... like any of us are changing the world here. <laughs> what do you mean? Everyone has to... Well, not everyone. Uh, depends on where you are, but... People have the right to vote. One person can make a difference. I remember well, one of... One person can make a difference, but it's not like me yelling at my boss because I think his political opinion is different than mine, which means it's wrong. It's not going to change anything. You know what? Maybe, I, I... He'll, maybe he'll change his opinion. I don't know. Maybe he'll get me fired. I will so, say... Just... I. Do have a lot of respect for that because what you're saying right now is, you know, if you're not going to argue with someone because they have a different political opinion because you think they're wrong. I mean, you'll argue to argue, but I just I'm glad you're not someone who sits there and says, you know, I have a different opinion from you. So therefore you are wrong. Yeah. Therefore, I will not shut up because you have to tell me I'm right. I think it's like, you know, I'll argue till I'm out of breath. You know that, but you know, there are times where it's like, all right, we had a talk. Clearly we disagree. That's fine. But you know what? There's a point where you, <laughs> there's a point where you have to sit there and you know, you have the discussion. And then if you realize that no one's really flipping sides, you kill it. I sat there in first year university. A few of us friends sat there discussing, uh, it was something so stupid. It was like, oh my God. Lord, whether or not skill was fixed or uh, variable and how fast you could learn a new skill. One of them was saying right. I could sit there and pick up violin and play a perfect note in like three weeks. And another guy was in there saying, no, you need like 10 years of practice or something. And so for like goddamn four, five, six hours, they had the debate and it went to the point where they're saying like, Oh yeah, you know, you could fine. I'll sit there and I will pay for the violin and you can practice for three weeks. And then, you know what, if you do it, I'll give you a thousand dollars, some shit like that. And he just wouldn't budge by, by not accepting the challenge. He made the conversation go on for another like three hours. (sighs) It just, it makes you feel like, like, and really it's like, the answer to that question is it honestly completely depends on the person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can learn a different skill easier than another. Not to get into this argument, but I mean like, yeah. <laughs> Three hours like, later. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think some people will just never, ever budge on their point. And even when, they, especially when they feel like now they're being attacked because, or they can't, they just can't accept that they're wrong. It's like, how could I be wrong? I can't surely can't. Well, I think I, I think I, the, I, I clearly know something that that they don't. I mean, I feel like what's what's the phrase? If you can't change, you'll be left behind or something. I think that really applies to a scenario like this. Yeah, because for me, like I, I've definitely had my opinion changed, too. I mean, the other day, uh, one of our mutual friends was just sitting there and talking about the idea of eating the rich in regards to uh, kind of the stock market and those who try and prey on uh, weaker companies and bankrupt them just for profit. And I've never really been the type of person that's been like, you know, we should eat the rich. And, you know, I've just been more like, you know, you work 
you work and you work hard and you get what you earn type thing. But uh, he kind of changed my opinion on that, honestly. And I think, you know, I was pretty fixed on that for a while. But after hearing the way he explained it, I changed my opinion. And I think, you know, most people should uh, definitely have the capacity to do that. I mean, it might not be easy at first, but over time, I mean, you know, just kind of, yeah. you simulate in the new uh, evidence and, you know, once, you know, you, you sit there, it shouldn't be fixed. If we're, we're all in a constant state of change, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you have to be flexible either, where it's like, because someone's like arguing good points, you're like, oh, okay, you're right. I was wrong somehow. You're, it's you're totally right. It's like at least you just have to have the ability to at least find some common ground, right? It's you can't be so hard stuck as to be like no matter what you say, it's false. <laughs> you, you also don't want to be like those are great points, but also there's still this 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 right? Is you just about kind of finding common ground and saying, yeah, that could work. You know, maybe we should test it. Well, you kind of got a point there with the whole uh, don't back down type thing. I know that sounds you know, bad on the surface, right? Like don't back down. But I think it's true. You gotta, I feel like you gotta hold your ground for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, I mean, if you hear a convincing argument, you can slowly shift your position, but you shouldn't just let people beat you down. I mean, if you've got an opinion, there's clearly a reason why you hold it. So you should try and, you know, share that opinion a little, little by little. And then obviously if the conversation goes to a point where you've come to understand that maybe your opinion wasn't as accurate as it was and then change it. But Definitely uh, discuss it a little bit first, as you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I definitely think uh kind of reached common ground on that. I got to say, I was sitting here today and watching, uh, weirdly enough, have you ever heard of uh, Dr. K, uh, Healthy Gamer GG? No, I haven't. So it's a huge, it's at least to my knowledge, it's a huge thing on Twitch. And it's kind of, they get a bunch of different people, like comedians, streamers, etc. And it's this one guy called Dr. K. And it's almost like hearing a therapy session, weirdly enough. Like, I watched maybe okay. two of them today. Like, one on my lunch, one after work. Uh, one was Ludwig, one was uh, Cutie Cinderella. And one uh, was diving into, I think, Adept, was, was it? And every, they just kind of talked about different things. So with like Ludwig's, they ended up talking about uh, the idea of what happens after death. You know, are you comfortable with it? Like parasocial relationships, which is like, you know, kind of one-sided uh, friendships on Twitch or something between like the streamer and viewer. And then right. like with Cutie Cinderella, it went into stuff like uh, not having confidence, feeling like, you know, she's not good enough, stuff like that. So like literal, it felt like literal therapy sessions streamed. Oh, interesting. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know how I feel about it. Cause on one hand, it's, it's definitely very interesting to get into their minds a little more, kind of see what drives them, kind of see how their past experiences have shaped them into who they are and how much their personality yeah. kind of, you know, gets changed, kind of molded more into a character on stream. But in, yeah. in another way, too, it kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Like, how would you feel if you sat there and you, I guess, watched someone's therapy session? I'm going to be really just straight up. I probably wouldn't even tune in. That's, 
<laughs> I'd be pretty bored. But um, I don't know. Like I feel. I mean, it's it's it sort of depends on the questions you're asking, right? Because of course you're asking me all these questions now, but it's not necessarily like a like me trying to get out some sort of emotions. <laughs> but I don't. I I I honestly feel like I'd kind of be sort of uncomfortable with with watching it. Well, I think I think like, the if this person's like, it's different if the person's like actually struggling with something and talking about something sort of deep seated and whatnot. But like kind of generally like I don't know. I think it'd be mostly fine, but just like a little bit like eh, I don't know if this is sort of my thing. It's kind of mix a mix of both. Like it definitely varies between guests and I think the whole big idea is to kind of not it's it's partially for the streamer from what I've seen, but it's also partially for kind of the chat. Just the idea of seeing you know what they're like what the struggle is if there's anything that can kind of be applied to the audience per se like if they're going through something similar so i think it's kind of meant to be kind of a growth thing for the audience the streamer and i suppose the uh you know dr k himself right but yeah. i think you have a point i felt kind of uncomfortable because it kind of felt a little intrusive to be honest with you um it just it felt like something very personal and i mean at least in the case of someone like ludwig he uh it was weird because he he uh he got serious about it and he's someone who tends to kind of put a character on stream from what i've seen like obviously no one knows their streamers really they got a sense of who they are on stream or whatever but there's it's just kind of one facet of their life right so at least in that case, you know, he talked about a couple things like, you know, having a father who passed away young and just kind of the reasons for that and stuff. But at the same time, he was saying like, oh, yeah, you know, man, that was uh, that was pretty pog champ. And, oh, you know, that was pretty sad and stuff like that, like literally using like Twitch uh, emotes in his conversation style. Almost, I don't know, just almost trying to keep it lighthearted still at the same time. It was just kind of weird to kind of see the interaction between that. So... I don't know. I mean, like, on the other hand, too, uh, it was definitely a little more serious on the other uh, ones as well. So, I don't know. Just honestly, uh, inspirational all around, to be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It was it was interesting. I don't know if I would ever uh, do it again, to be honest with you. But I don't know. I think Twitch chat could definitely get something out of it. Uh, I don't suppose you want to talk a bit about our uh, showdown tournament there. Ah, man, let's 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 talk about it. So, what as you, you guys there? might know by now, uh, I sat there and got diagnosed with a dry eye disorder, meaning that it is chronic and degenerative. So that's why uh, I haven't been streaming for a little while. Uh, so basically, with that, it's kind of a struggle to look at screens it's like you know every 20 minutes putting eye drops crap like that for the this is might be delving in a little too far but for most people their tears uh dissipate in 15 seconds the lower threshold's 10 mine is like two to three so anyways there's a few it's uh, especially hard to look in the mirror but i think that's always been a problem for him i think that's what started it to be honest with you <laughs> must be must have been all those years of doing that Anyways, I sat there, 
we had a tournament to attend. And at one point, we realized that we couldn't do it. We really couldn't look at the screen. So, weirdly enough, you got into Showdown. You started playing a little bit. You started streaming Showdown. It, it seems almost like like miracle timing, tournament-wise. <laughs> you, well, you started streaming Showdown. like probably Yeah, actually, it was kind of like passing off the torch. You pretty much started streaming Showdown actually like a day before I started getting the issues because we did the coaching stream together, right? Yeah. So, yes. sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, I was about to say like total Karate Kid style. Like as soon as I showed up, you started having the problems and kind of having to pass off the, kind of having to be like, well, I guess I'm out, so I'll, I'll train the new guy. Okay, but Mr. Miyagi still kicks a little bit of ass right we're not going like uh mm. cobra kai where he's just you know not in the scene anymore right uh, let's see where it goes okay fine you know what we'll, we'll we'll see how the sequel goes either way i mean you know we we, we built you a team and you, you started playing i mean where, where are you at on the ladder right now i right now i'm sitting i believe at 1250 all right, so, so maybe, maybe a little bit on the lower side, but you're, you're just getting into it, right? I am. I'm also quite dumb. <laughs> For but, the record, chat, this is the guy who sat there. He like he got so confident. He sat there like killed. I remember one battle. He sat there and killed like five of the Pokemon, and then he was so hyped because it was like Regilecki down to one more Pokemon. There's like a Garchomp that got popped in or something. He was so ready to win. He goes for Thunder and then fucking realizes that Electric doesn't work on ground types. And it just pro- it just gets wiped <laughs> by that one guy. You one shot's Regilek and it's all over. To be fair, you might be the type of person who had a rough upbringing. I mean, did you ever watch the Pokemon anime? Honest, not... Not really until, like, later. I mean, later as in, like, pre-teen sort of, sort of thing. Okay, so maybe you didn't get programmed early. But I remember, look, I never watched it early either. I probably started around maybe, like, Diamond and Pearl era. Maybe, maybe a season before that or something where it was, like, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. But apparently towards the start of the show, I've seen this myself, and I know most people have regrettably seen this. Ash went there and he battled Brock. And at one point, his Pikachu comes out, and his Pikachu can't do shit. It's an electric type versus the Onyx. Onyx is a ground type. But somehow, the fucking Pikachu's electric attacks works on it, and the way he won was using like a sprinkler or something. Yeah, he sets off the sprinkler (laughs) system, and the water weakens the Onyx, and Pikachu zaps the water. Dude, it's it's the most fucked up thing ever. You're, You're deceiving children right at the start. And like you said before, this was a time where you didn't have Google for everything. And as like, you know, a fucking like five to seven year old kid, you'd think, oh shit, you know what? I can go into my game. I can use Pikachu and I can win. And you just get obliterated. To be be fair though, like after the match, Ash was like, I don't deserve this badge. I cheated. And Brock's like, I know you cheated. You can't do that move in in actual Pokemon. But I pity you. So here's this badge. (laughs) Also, I'm coming with you for some reason. (laughs) 
it, I don't know. It, it gave him a little bit of humanity at the time, but as he went on, he just kept getting handouts. Yeah. I mean, also, Ash, I'm coming with you and leaving my nine children, brother and sisters, <laughs> with my hobo dad who's abandoned us <laughs> after 10 years. <laughs> little did you know, Brock was the only surviving sibling in that family. <laughs> Oh God, I never even thought of that aspect before. That's that's true, isn't it? I watched it not too long ago, and I was like, I was looking at, it, I was like, wait a minute, his dad's been like <laughs> looming over his shoulder, but not helping him for like fifteen years, and it's like, Brock, I've come out of hiding just now, thanks to Ash. So go live your dream, and I'll finally take care of the children, so you can leave. It's like, what? <laughs> Dude, it's like a literal deadbeat dad in the Pokemon world. I know, I know. Who knew it got that dark? Huh. Actually, I think, you know what, probably the darkest part, you ever hear about the Porygon episode? Yeah, it gave people seizures or epilepsy seizures. Yeah, and the worst part is, first of all, Porygon is like one of my favorite Pokemon, so it fucking sucks that that happened. But they never put Porygon in another episode again. And no, they didn't. the thing is, it was actually Pikachu who caused the seizures. Yeah, because he did, he did the zap. Yep. That little fucking electric rat who sits there all smiley, makes little Pokemon impressions, has sat there throughout the entire series without getting any type of, you know, ridicule for it, is the one who caused them. They were in a Pikachu, though. You can't. But why not? This is the face of Pokemon. Uh, you know what? I'll give you that just because they are apparently like the most commercially successful franchise in the world or something. Even yep. more even more than like, uh, what is it? Like um, Star Wars, Harry Potter. No. What, what are the other big ones? You have Star Wars, which undeniable. What are the other like huge, huge franchises? Like movie wise, just in general, say, like we're we're talking marketing here. Say GI Joe's probably up there. Really? Absolutely. Those those toys were huge. Movies were huge. They still they still had the modern movies. I mean the, I. I really don't recall what you're talking about, to be honest with you. Modern movies for G.I. Joe? I was never... Semi-modern. I just... I don't know. I don't feel like it hit the mark. Because, I mean... You had the toys, which was really popular. You had... Oh, what else was really popular? I, I don't remember, like, the TV series or the movies being that popular. I mean, not in our time, but, you know. Not in our time. Before our time. Before our time. Oh, well, actually, then again, sorry. I think, what, Marvel? Marvel is also one of the best-selling Marvel's franchises. Marvel is a good one, for sure. Are you are you a huge fan of the Marvel movies? No, I'm really not. I find them quite boring, honestly. Okay, because I'm in the same boat, and honestly, I feel like I get ridiculed for it every time I go out. <laughs> I feel like everyone's, you know, kind of the highlight of their goddamn lives, whether they're 80, 16, four years old with their whole life ahead of them, 
was Endgame. I haven't even seen it. No, me neither. I just, I was never a huge fan. I never, I'm, are you a superhero fan? Um, I'm not really like a big superhero fan, but Deadpool 1 and 2 are are two of my, some of my right up there for almost favorite movies. Okay. You know what? I'll give you that. I'm not, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a decent piece of superhero content, but I don't know. I I almost feel like, I don't know if you would agree with this. I feel like superhero movies are kind of the next generation of Western movies, almost. Do you feel the same way? I don't know. I mean, like, a lot of Westerns were kind of good, especially (laughs) for the time. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, you go back in the day of, like, probably my grandmother's time where it's like they used to go to the movie theater they used to spend their what nickel on popcorn and drink and everything get their movie ticket used to, used to see charlie chaplin yeah and they used to go see western movies but then it, it was kind of like you want to be that cowboy or something but now it seems like that's kind of been phased out and now everyone wants to be like motherfucking superman or spider-man or batwoman or <laughs> whatever yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not really a big. I, I you're kind of right, honestly. It's I don't know. It's just interesting. I'm just I'm curious what the next big thing is gonna be. Maybe it'll be like robots or something. No. Hard, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, there's like. I don't know. Do you think movie theaters will ever come back? Will it be a thing? Um, I you know what I think maybe. Didn't uh, have have you been into the whole like GameStop stop or stock and uh, AMC type stuff? No, I haven't really been watching. So that, honestly, look, I chat. I have no idea how this works, but uh, GameStop stock, game, sorry, GameStop stock has been across amassed across the media right now, and apparently yeah. AMC got support, which is a huge movie theater chain in the U.S. So they were in like millions of dollars of debt and they maybe not got saved, but they got millions of the dollars of their debt reduced by people buying their stock. So I feel like they have a chance to come back. I don't think movie theaters will ever go away forever. I feel like maybe it's been getting phased out a little bit, but I don't know. I know what AMC is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the walking dead people. No. <laughs> Jesus. I will say, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think one of the biggest reasons why we're seeing the kind of movie theater industry crash a bit is because I don't feel like movie... Okay, this is going to sound like a weird hot take, but I feel like everyone kind of knows what I'm talking about. I feel like it comes down to the idea that movies are no longer this grand thing anymore because TV has moved up from the silver screen to the big screen. Does that make sense? (laughs) No. Okay. So you look at, you look at the budgets for like movies and stuff like that. And they've always been huge budgets. It's always these huge action flicks. It's always, it felt like something that was unachievable by television. And now you're starting to see 
like television kind of expand in its format and almost a massive not a massive bigger audience that's definitely not the right way of putting it but it's grown to i i, I don't know how to explain 100 percent, but think of like game of thrones think of like uh true detective think of what are some other like huge tv shows that i'm missing here like kind of the more the fantasy adventure type stuff we're not talking like friends right but I mean, those shows just got such a large following and it almost became as exciting. Like the quality got better is I guess what I'm saying. TV used to just kind of be the thing where it's, you know, people sitting around a couch or just kind of standard stuff. But as budgets go up, as, you know, the technology's gotten better, you're seeing, you know, stuff like the, Man- like take something like the Mandalorian. I feel like, you know, you used to see, you know, bits and pieces of that in TV shows, like i don't know maybe like doctor who or something but since you know cgi since you know budgets and stuff like that have gone so big for television the quality's gone up enough to kind of match it so instead of having to go wait every three years for a new star wars movie to come out now you can go watch an episode of the mandalorian every week and almost get kind of a snippet of that or something that's not exactly one-on-one but pretty close to the real thing I mean, I think it's always, I think it's always been the same. I just, I just feel like they're tying more things together, right? Like the big thing for Star Wars for sure was when it first came out, it also came out with like action figures and toys, right? Yeah. That was sort of like the big start. And now it's like, once you have a huge movie, you also have a huge TV show and comics and and art pieces and and music and uh and toys and video games right it's just it becomes this big thing it's sort of i think is more kind of what it is instead of just like a big like a bigger emphasis on um on tv shows so you think it's more about everything they're tying into it more like an expansion of the franchise rather than the media itself so i because i'm I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure the TV shows always kind of had a similar budget to to movies. Hmm. I just, I don't know if I fully agree on this, because I feel like with TV shows, maybe the budget could have been similar, but you don't, you didn't see a lot of the stuff in TV shows that you saw in movies. I mean, these big action scenes that you see in movies and maybe even like the experience of it, like. You know, it used to be, hey, you know what, we're going to go see this huge movie on the weekend. And you paid, you know, you paid the $15 or how much, however much you paid back in the day for the experience of going to the movie theater. And nowadays you have people being like, well, God, we got to, you know, clear our Friday night. The new episode of Game of Thrones is coming out. And just the excitement with that. I mean, yeah, I I could see it. But it's also, they're, they're telling sort of different I think, I don't know, it's hard to say because I think things have always kind of been like that. Like people always get excited to go see TV shows. You know, they sit down, this is their, this is the day it comes on. You know, I'm not doing anything else. I'm going, we're watching the, the show. It's just sort of different, a different sort of meeting altogether, really. Like, I don't know, maybe this might be the most hated opinion ever, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think The Mandalorian was like, it was all right. I didn't think it was anything crazy special. 
little boring in some parts, honestly. How much did you end up watching of it? The whole thing, the, all the even the new season. All right, well, spoiler warning here. If you don't want to hear spoilers for the I'm Mandalorian, not, no, no, no spoilers. I just mean like, there's no, there's no really like overarching story plots. Really, it's like, yeah, he he protects the baby Yoda. That's that's really the the whole thing. Look, Other than that, it's like really it's episode to episode. It's you know you go do these things, get into some trouble, go kill this big monster, and you know, tied up, nice clean bow, and we'll call it a day. Next episode. Spoiler warning, because I'm gonna go spoilers. Look, I actually, you know what? I I don't think it's a hated opinion, and I completely agree with you. I am not a huge fan of the Mandalorian. I've seen about. I've seen a full episode. I saw the Ahsoka episode because I thought that was rather interesting. Uh, you, We can get into this a bit later, but I just I really like the Jedi stuff. So hearing that Ahsoka is coming back, I went and watched that episode. It wasn't anything like super amazing, but I thought it was solid. I saw maybe like 20 minutes of the first episode. Wasn't really my thing. And then obviously I you know, heard the news and saw the season two finale. And honestly, I think you're right. I, I, from hearing what other people have said about it, uh, the general consensus I've gotten is that people don't, or not people, but the episodes don't exactly tie in with each other. They're meant to kind of be their own experience per se. And it's kind of like, hey, you know what? We're doing this thing this episode. There's the casual overarching theme, but it wasn't ever anything major. And I agree with you. It wasn't really my thing either, but... You know, at least the season two finale there, just seeing Luke coming in, uh, <laughs> that was a really goddamn good scene. I, you know what? I shed a tear at one point. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I don't think we've ever really seen anything like that before. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. I mean, I think it's also the difference between things coming on to like streaming services now being so readily available as well so you because you can almost i think it's more sort of the thing where like you can you can almost watch a thing like game of thrones as a movie sort of binge it right instead of like a tv show true yeah i think is the the, the big difference do you think that's better or worse because i've honestly thought of it too like i'll sit there and god i'll watch season after season to me, it feels like watching two movies is a stretch, like a complete chore. But sitting there and watching like eight hours of a TV show isn't bad at all. I mean, you're you're asking the wrong guy. I, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies in one sitting. All oh, of them. my God, dude. You were a Lord of the um, Rings fan? Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. All right, well, you're not going to like my opinion then, so we probably don't want to get into that one. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I, to me, it actually watching too many seasons of a TV show in one go gets can get sort of boring for me. Really? Because I there's I feel like there's less important substance each episode for a TV show because there's so much more of it. You know what? I feel like you're right in that. Um. I think it might just be the formatting. I think people got way too into the idea of binge watching. I mean, I do the same thing. I'm not going to disparage that, but 
I don't know. I think TV was kind of meant to be the thing where it's like, you know, you watched it as it came out once a week, the episode. And, you know, that way it just kind of feels more fresh because there's a lot of shows that it's just, you know, monster of the week, problem of the week, sitcom, you know, we got an issue, fix it in 20 minutes and then we'll head out type thing. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's weird. We, we've definitely, we've gone into a weird place with attention spans. I feel like I know you just said that you're able to sit there and watch, you know, all the Lord of the Rings movies in the row in, in a row. I can't do that. Uh, I can make it through a TV show fine, but I feel like our generation is getting just with smartphones and everything. <laughs> this is getting so weird and so off topic, but something I've always held is I felt like attention spans have gone down quite a bit. Uh, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I feel like we got to a point where, you know, you watch a movie in a sitting, then you watch a TV show then you watch a 10 minute YouTube video then Hey, you know, three minute YouTube video. And now we're at the point where it's like people are scrolling through TikToks by a six second basis. It's, it's, it's actually like I can sit there for like hours practicing the same, same thing, same on guitar, right? Yeah. Same riff practice, practice, practice until I get it or until my fingers hurt or whatever. Right. <laughs> my, my little sister, you, she doesn't get something in the first two minutes. Why, why even pick it up in the first place? You know what I mean? Sort of thing, right? Like, damn, never doing that again. Let's move on to something easy. It's like, like, you know, give a little bit of time. Eh, no time for that. I'm not going to lie. That's me. <laughs> why is that? I don't know. I feel like people subscribe to either the idea of a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. The healthy one is actually the growth mindset. And that's the idea that abilities aren't fixed. And, you know, with hard work comes, you know, payoff, right? But some people believe that, you know, you're good at what you're good at. For me, I've always been decent, kind of more on the English and uh, kind of humanities side. And that's what I've, you know come to pursue in university in well go ahead not not to cut you off but that's that's just the academic talking right it's either got to be one or the other let's argue it it's both it's like if i practice for four hours a day every single day i'm gonna get really good but i'm never gonna beat Jimi hendrix right (laughs) i didn't i never started off with natural talent like he did and of course he practiced if i if i practice just as hard as him I'm never going to match him. Never going to match his creative style. That's just not me. But I get really damn good. I get better than a lot of goddamn people. Do you feel like it's you... It's both, right? Do you feel like you can match? Match Jimi Hendrix? Well, I mean, you said it was natural ability plus, you know, kind of natural ability plus talent plus hard work. But so you believe that he was just kind of on a higher plane than you just because he... You feel like he started with that and then just kind of went with he, it. He started with well, it's I, I've and I've I've always believed it and I've and I've also seen evidence of it in my time of teaching music, um, where hard work will always beat out natural talent. But if you start off with natural talent and you work hard, no one can match you. Weirdly enough, I feel no, not weirdly enough, but I know you're right. And I feel like that just sucks. 
big time. Everyone's good at different things too, right? It's like Jimi Hendrix is like, yeah, he's the he's a god guitar player. Can he make can he make a good cuisine? I don't know, probably not. <laughs> he could probably learn a few recipes, get really hard, but is he ever going to be Gordon Ramsay? No, right? Sorry, did did you just say learn a couple recipes, get really hard, and then become Jordan? Try not, really hard. Jordan I might have Ramsay. said that. I meant try really hard. <laughs> Sounds like you're giving cooking advice, which probably not the best. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think, you know what, it's a harsh reality, but it sucks. It's a harsh reality, and I feel like it sucks to hear it, because essentially what you're saying is, you know, you start on the first floor, Jimi Hendrix starts on the third floor. I mean, you could run up the stairs and, you know, beat him out to the top, but if he runs at the same pace you are, then he'll always beat you. It's true, but there's also the caveat and it's 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 so true, and it happens every single day all the time, that there are people who think they're better than everyone because they started on the third floor, and they stayed on the third floor for the rest of their lives as everyone starts running up to the fifth and sixth who started on the first. But really, all you're saying is that the only way you can beat someone who has natural talent is by them getting complacent. Yep, 100%. See, that's that's the sad part. I mean, I, I feel like, you know... That's you... also the human nature is if you're naturally good at something, how much practice are you going to put in? Most people don't put that much in. Uh, the person who has the patience and they put the practice in, you know, most of the time they're either going to be absolutely on par or they can get better. I mean, that gets into an interesting question, though. Do you practice... Like, there? there's obviously, like, you know intrinsic motivation which is you know doing it for yourself extrinsic motivation which is like you know you do it for a reward so you know i want to get really good at uh guitar playing so i can go become a busker and (laughs) get paid on the street that is a really bad example but i guess the big question pardon great reward let me get good so i can go beg people for money (laughs) yeah that's that wasn't the best example but the whole point is, is, is it better, or, or I guess rather the question is, for most people, is the point so that they can get as good as they can get, or just be the best? I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like for most people, it's just what they enjoy. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I just look at it as like, let's say you're like a basketball player or whatever. Yes, maybe basketball is not the most, uh, what is something that, okay, let's say like, let's just take video games, make it easy. Let's say you're the best uh, Dota 2 player. And let's say you're like, you know, three times better than the second place. What is incentivizing you to still improve? Is it because you know that you can still hit a higher uh, ceiling? Or rather that you haven't hit the top yet? Or rather, you know, stuff like that? Or is it just so that you can stay on top in the number one position? I feel like they're two sides of the same coin, really. Well, one is just asking. one is just to stay at the top of a leaderboard, and the other is to kind of keep learning and keep growing and keep hitting, like keep hitting a new skill uh, level, right? I think it depends on the person, really. Like if I'm playing CS:GO, um, 
I'm really I'm playing I'm playing each match because it's it's fun, um, but I'm really trying to win because I want to see the rank up, right? I want to see the progression. That's just me, though. Yeah, I guess I'm sure it. there's some people out there who are like, I want to be number one because esports tournaments pay money. Dude, I I don't know about you, but. I think there's definitely the idea of having a dream job, and I think there's the idea of having a realistic job. I feel like you should. It happens all the time. Like Steven Tyler, or from Aerosmith. Yeah. Not even that into music. Interviews all the time. He's like, "Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm just good at it. I like the money." Really? He was never yeah. into it for, you know, the love of music. No. Huh. This, it happens all the time in sports, too. You see so many soccer players, basketball players, baseball players. They're like, I don't really like the sport that much. I'm just good at it. I mean, I feel like I can kind of relate. Like, back when I started streaming, I was kind of getting out of showdown. I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. But the idea of doing it kind of as a streaming background and there started being tournaments for money is the reason I kind of stuck with it. I probably made about, like, $800. Probably a little less. Probably about... $600 in showdown tournaments. So that was kind of the external incentive. And I mean, I don't know. Um, in Steven Tyler's case, that's weird. I thought there would have been kind of a love for it at first. You would think, right? Yeah. And I'm sure there's some sort of enjoyance in it, but it, yeah, it was always kind of a sore spot between him and the lead guitarist is, uh, Joe Perry, I think his name is, where they were kind of, uh, they're kind of always butting heads because one was really in it for the music and the other was just kind of in it for the, the money. Well, Steven, Steven Tyler, didn't he get kicked out of Aerosmith? I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about correct that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I, I listened to a little bit of his interview on Joe Rogan and I thought I heard that little bit of it, but I don't know. It's... I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. I mean, I just would have thought that with someone like that, you know, you'd sit there and you'd do it for the passion. Obviously, you know, when you get to a certain point, you do it more for the money and you make decisions based off the money. But, um, you know, at least at the start. You need... I mean, that's that's I mean, that's kind of everyone's like. That's kind of like ideal thinking, right? It's, oh, you, you do it for the passions. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, Roger's not working down at the local office typing typing his fingers away every day for the passion right he does it for the money true He's decent at typing you know he knows his math <laughs> did a little bit of that uh, dance mat Great typing as a kid yeah i don't know I, I i just always feel like regardless whether you're good at something bad at something i feel like there's definitely some careers you would say it's more of a safer bet and then some that's more of a dream type bet like that professional gamer or you know full-time streamer or fucking rock band player or something like that. I mean, I feel like that's more I of mean, a... hmm? You also have to remember that like back in the sixties and seventies, there was, there was, there was a huge scene for, for playing at clubs, right? Like it was, it was some people's every night. It's like, yeah, let's just go out, you know, see a local band, have a few drinks. Like, that was a thing, right? And so it was, it was like, it, you could do like almost a nine to five of just clubbing, doing gigs. Yeah. Just but the job. And if you're good at it, you could make it, you could make easily minimum wage. 
there's people who can... It's just like now for streaming, right? There's a there's a platform for it. So not everyone probably enjoys it that much, but it's like, hey, I've got an audience. They like the game. Let's I mean, let's there's done. people that can do it, but it's certainly not the norm. Like, you can't just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, you know, me, me and my couple of friends from high school, we, we, we did a couple, uh, you know, band practices. Hell, we can make a job out of this. I mean, that's how it starts for some people, but I just don't think... I don't think you can sit there and be like, this is what I want to do as a nine to five till I'm 65. I think it's the type of thing where it's like, hey, you know, we try this out. If it kicks off and we can make it a full time job, you do it. But I feel like you have to have a realistic plan in place. Again, I think it's just ideal thinking. I mean, people will be people, right? I guess. I, I'm surprised you're Look, different. If you're, if you're as good as Steven Tyler, do you not like, like, be like, if someone's offering you, be like, those pipes are amazing. I'm offering you this amount of money per week. And you're looking at your options. You're like, work at the ham and cheese factory <laughs> or sing. You're like, would you not be like, oh, there's my job. It sounds easy. Well, paying the same. Of course. But <laughs> I'm saying like, let's say, let's take it nowadays. Like, let's, let's, let's even take me. Like I'm sitting here, I've strained a little bit. Am I going to sit here and be like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to make stream my full-time job, do it full time. And then, you know, drop out of university and not try and pursue another career. I just don't think that's re realistic. I don't think it's going to pay the rent. Call me Carson. Uh, that was his thing. That's what he did. What? Dropped right out of college. Full, he's like, it's full time. Let's do it. Yeah, but didn't no, he, I don't know. He, he, had, he sort of enjoyed he, it. He but. had enough of a following beforehand, right? I, I'm not really sure. I didn't follow him quite that early. But if it's like, it, it's more equivalent, I think, to if someone's like, if you're like, hey, I can either type my life away, or someone, some big streaming company's like, hey, we like your Pokemon content, we like your personality, we're willing to pay you this much to to, to stream on Twitch. And you're like, well, this could this making the same amount, if not more. I mean, you're not just would you not just stream Pokemon? Oh, of course. I think you know what if the well, opportunity comes up, you certainly take it. But I feel like you plan for a life where that wouldn't happen. So my opinion would be, you know, you go to school, you sit there and you pick out something you can tolerate per se, or you know, would enjoy to a certain extent career-wise and then let's say you had a passion for streaming let's say you had a passion for writing or something and you do that on the side if you get the opportunity if it kicks off then yeah sure you know take the risk but i wouldn't just you know sit there and be like huh never started doing youtube before but hey you know what let's jump into youtube let's make videos and fuck let's make this my full-time job i feel like you need a certain amount of certainty i guess before you make the jump, is what I'm saying. Thank you. I don't, really don't think you do. Really? Okay. So many people, like, if I, I'm good at this, the job's there, well, that's what I'm doing. Because the money that I'm getting from this will more than enough pay back uh, what I can have fun for in my, for the rest of my life. Yeah, but we're... How much fun I can have. I'm saying, we're, I don't know if you're getting that. Right now, I'm saying that you haven't got that opportunity. That opportunity has not been presented to you yet. You're going into this. You're taking the risk with the assumption that that opportunity might be there. Or you're confident that you'll get that opportunity. But it hasn't been given to you yet. Do you make the jump? No. Yeah. Okay. 
I completely, I completely agree with you. I think if it was the case of, Hey, you know, I'm either slogging away at McDonald's or someone's for some reason paying me to sing thousand dollars a week or something. Yeah. You obviously just one of those things as well, right? It's like, say we take in like a soccer player. He's he's been playing as a kid. He's been playing as he's not he's not really into it. You know, his parents made sports. Basically, play the sport as a kid. But he's like really good at it. Scouts are looking to pick him up. His parents are like yeah yeah yeah. Let's keep going. He's like oh, all right I guess. Not really that into it. Keeps going up and up until all of a sudden he's playing semi professional. He's making money. And he's like oh, I'm good at it. I guess I'll just keep doing this. You know what I mean? It's not like. You have to be like, either be like, well, I hate this, but potentially the money is good, so I'm going to jump into it. And it just kind of can just kind of happen. Yeah. No, I think I would agree with you on that. I, I think we could reach a common ground on that one. Yeah. I think you got that. Uh, did we, we didn't end up mentioning the actual tournament, did we? Uh, no, I mean, there's not much to mention, really. No. Uh, unfortunately, we lost round one. Pretty much the way we did it is I made a team and we almost played like a uh, kind of a keep talking and no one explodes version of Showdown where... A little I, hand and brain. Yeah, a little hand and brain where he was uh, making... Like Braden here was doing all the controls. He was telling me, okay, there is, I don't know, a fucking mod champ at the other side of the field. Uh, you have this Pokemon in, this is the damage, this is their item. Just kind of giving me hints, and then I would kind of make the decision. And we'd go back and forth, and we lost round one <laughs> to longtime viewer uh, Zeus Poof here. And then right after the fucking tournament, we sit there and we do a battle. And, well, actually, you know what? He still won. It was one one hit off, though. I missed a uh, tail slap right at the end. So, I feel... <laughs> It was probably just fate. We probably would have lost that either way, but it was kind of a fun time. Maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? It'd be an interesting time. To say yeah, the I'm least. hoping so. I feel like are are you gonna get back into Showdown at all? Try it out a little more. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna keep playing. Like maybe See like a, once every couple of weeks type thing. Yeah, keep it. Uh... Cause you you gotta get to not, top five hundred by the end of the year, right? I'm hoping so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's achievable by the end of the year. Dude, it's totally possible. There's there's no reason why you can't do it. I know you can. <laughs> now, sorry, not to uh, jump topics here, but one thing I did want to keep consistent here on the Gravecast is. First of all, you know, viewer questions at the end. If anyone has any questions, feel free to uh, just post it in chat and we'll get to it at the end. Uh, but I wanted each of my guests to kind of talk about their, uh, not inspiration in life per se, but just kind of the route they've taken. Because most of my friends, most of the people I know, well, I mean, I feel like everyone has kind of taken a different path in life. And whether you're, you know, 40, whether you're 20, whether you're 10, you, no one ever really has life completely figured out. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what you kind of do with it. So do you kind of want to explain to everyone like where you're at right now, kind of some of the decisions you made? Because I feel like you've got a little sure. bit of a story. Um, yeah, I mean, not really. Um, 
but I'm happy to share what you what you think my might would be my story. Um, not really a uh, not really a, a top class student, you could say. Uh, ever through high school, did pretty average. Uh, some classes very well, but that was kind of few and far between. Um, but yeah, I never really took any of the brainy classes. So when it kind of, when it kind of, kind of came time to leave high school and choose a career path, uh, I was I was certainly interested in law at the time. Uh, so I decided to go and enter into police foundations at a college. Um, and after sort of a year of not really enjoying it, hating a lot of the subjects, um, not really understanding a lot of the classes, not, not in a, like a, like I'm a, in a, I'm a stupid way, but like sort of the policies, um, a lot of teachers were like, I don't know, like a little over over the top about things and I was sort of not really I don't know if it's just a school but I wasn't enjoying the program so I decided this really isn't for me I don't think I want to do this so I after a, a semester which which I did end up passing <laughs> uh, I, I did end up deciding to leave you pass with flying uh, colors we talking like 90s I passed I passed um so yeah, I decided to leave and did, kind of wrote school off after that. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do, kind of slumped around. But I always had a job at a, uh, a golf course and I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed working in the turf department and I, I knew it really well because I've been doing it a long time. And I, I, I found I was particularly good. I'm particularly good with working with my hands, not so much with my brain. <laughs> so it, it was really kind of a great thing and it was, it was very rewarding to me working kind of out in nature because it's it's always something changing that you're constantly manipulating controlling and you can really see a lot of good results so it it's, feels like a very rewarding job for me so i decided now um to enroll back in school in a program for turf management and that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I guess one of my major questions for you, I mine was a little different. I know we both technically dropped out of school for a little while, but what's it like kind of, what's the thought process in dropping out after a semester? I mean, you kind of discussed you weren't as interested in some certain things and maybe, you know, it just wasn't your thing, but the idea of dropping out in such a society that stigmatizes the idea of, you know, just not going to post-secondary school. What was it like for you? I mean, it was, it was, it was really hard because I, I, I say in the first place, I really, really felt like there was a lot of pressure for me to go when I, there really wasn't, I sort of made up that there was kind of pressure from my family to go. And I kind of felt dropping out was sort of a shame to them. That's sort of a disappointment. Um, and it sort of, made, sort of makes you feel stupid, right? When all your friends are off, they're off in university, doing really well, looking at potentially amazing jobs after, uh, stuff that they always wanted to do, and they've been preparing their, their, themselves for through all of high school. 
Um, you sort of feel like kind of a kind of a bit of a bloke dropping out, right? Yeah. Um, really being the only one, but you kind of you kind of have to say, I don't want to stay here because I'm really don't think I'm going to make anything out of this. So for me, it was sort of like I'm not enjoying myself. Um, all the classes I find are extremely stupid. There's so many more other people who are going to be more qualified than me. And really, if I feel like I'm hating this, and I'm not going to make anything out of this. Why am I spending the money to stay here? So that was, that was the whole thought process there. And then I left. And then how, how does it feel kind of enrolling back? Cause obviously you sat there and, you figured out it wasn't something you want to do, but now going to school is almost a continuation of what you do want to do. It's complementing your current job. I mean, in my totally honest opinions, it's I feel like it's kind of kind of silly, really. Um, I, in my eight years experience, already know so much more than a lot of the people in. in in the industry with or without the program really the really like a college and university program it especially in my case is more of a formality an expensive formality <laughs> to get to get like higher positions or paying jobs um and especially especially in my case there is a there's a two-year program that's what the program is two years it's the only one in the entire province of ontario uh, and there's also a, a short course, which is, it's like a, an accelerated program. Yep. Teaches the exact same content, no different, except it has slightly less labs. So it takes a cuts out a lot of the time. But one is like gorned upon, and one is like this guy knows exactly what he's talking about. It makes no sense. So for me, it's kind of it's it's. I'm still kind of against it, but it's one of those things where it's like, I enjoy it enough. I feel like at least I'll, I'll be able to learn, to learn great things that I can, I'll be able to put to use. No. Enjoy learning. You say labs? What the hell are labs for turf management? This is the type of thing where it's like, okay, you, you put the blade on here. This is how uh, far down you want to cut the grass. You know, want to leave it, you know, an inch or two type thing. What are we looking at here? People laugh, but there's a surprising amount of science involved. Lots of chemistry, lots of biology. Like what? Uh, <laughs> pesticides, herbicides, for example. Lots yeah. of chemistry in that. I was supposed to write uh, on that. There's there's hundreds of thousands of different types of grass species and hundreds of thousands of diseases that comes with each one of them. Can you even um, name five species of grass? Can I name what? Five species of grass. How many? Sorry, you're like five. How many species do you want me to name? Five. Right now? Five? Yep. Bluegrass, bent grass, Bermuda, um, chewing fescue, and ryegrass. Alright, well, you exceeded my expectations. See how how much university is doing for you? I haven't even gone yet. No? You've been doing online Not courses, yet. though, haven't you? 
Uh, no, that's for something else. So I've, I, I it wasn't online. I actually had to go in, but I, I did study up and to get my pesticides license. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think I think you raise a good point. I think there's definitely an expectation nowadays when it comes to. Back in the day, you used to get, you know, the job experience and then you'd be fine to go. You know, you have three years of experience, you can get a good chunk of jobs. Nowadays, and I mean, back in the day, you had a bachelor's degree and you could get a whole host of jobs. But nowadays, there's such a saturation in the field that instead of just, you know, wanting your bachelor's degree, everyone wants you to have the bachelor's degree, the three years of experience. And honestly, nowadays, master's is the new uh, bachelor's. So yeah, I can see what you're saying when it comes to the formality aspect of it. And like it, it's, it's gotten to the point, especially in the golf industry in Canada, where there are, there are people who are grandfathered in who didn't take the course. They just happen to be like me, someone who's been on the job so long, they've picked up so much information they've learned and they've done programs and they studied to get their licenses. Um, they know so much, and but they're old now, right? So there's a lot of superintendents who are starting to retire, and there's nobody to replace them, and there's a lack of assistance on the job because nobody wants to go through the two years of schooling for something that's not that great of a pay, really. Like, huh? for how much you're paying for university, it's, it's, not, it's almost not worth it. Really? For, for a lot of people. For an assistant or a superintendent position? For, for, a, for an assistant. But then, of course, you know, as things go, it takes a while for things to move around. So who knows, who knows when you're going to be able to move up to a super super's job, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. But I mean, if we're getting to a point in today's society where not a lot of people want to do those types of jobs. Nowadays, everyone wants to go through the academics route. No one wants to get into the trades or... Your job, it, it almost feels like an extension of the trades, no? Um, or am I barking down it, the wrong path it, here? No, it's it's de- you're definitely you're definitely up there. Like, it's 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 definitely it's not a trade because it's not providing like you know like an essential service, right? Yeah. But it's it's definitely along that route. Um, like. But even trades, like you have to go to, it's not the same anymore. You can't just, you know, find your local guy, get job experience and any, any guy will hire you and you can just learn through that. It's, you gotta do, you gotta go through trade school. You gotta get your steel. You gotta get 500 hours in an apprenticeship. And mm. then even after that, it's like, oh, are you qualified enough? You know, who can say <laughs> you don't have any job experience really just 500 hours. But those are now the lucrative positions. I mean, you say that it's not worth it, but I feel like with the lack of people that are trying to go towards those positions, it's, you know, there's no real competition, at least from what it seems like. Because everyone wants to go for their Bachelor of Arts. I mean, in my my specific case, it's not worth it. Okay. Well, either way, I mean... Like, the schooling is so expensive to get an assistance job. The, The salary is not that great. And then who knows how long it'll take you to move up to like an actually decent salary, right? Well, keep your head high, I suppose. Do you have any uh, advice for chat when it comes to getting out of uh, high school and kind of taking your path forward? 
I don't know. It was tough for me because I never, I always thought about it and I always tried and I never came to a conclusion of what I wanted, what I wanted to do. You know, they always try and tell you, they'll like, uh, you, you go to like a civics and careers class and it's your assignment <laughs> to be like, Oh, what do you, what do you want to do after you're done? It's like, I have no idea. I'm not particularly so good at every, anything, anything I am good at. It's like, Oh, good freaking luck. Yeah. I, I definitely uh, feel in the same boat there, but I, I think it's a case of don't jump into anything too quickly. Uh, make sure that's what you want yeah. to do. I'm going to say, like, take it take it slow and take your time because it was a huge regret for me to go to, to go to the Police Foundations course. I really should have taken a year off and worked a bit more, and maybe I would have came to the same as I am now, but saved quite a bit of money. See? Good advice all around. So thank you very much for joining me in the inauguration of the Gravescast. I really appreciate you being the first guest. I think we had a... Oh, I, I'm honored to be chosen. <laughs> we had a pretty good talk here. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another guest. Uh, not going to reveal the name now. You guys will figure it out closer to the date. We'll probably talk a little bit of chess, maybe a little bit of Queen's Gambit. And, of course, some more of uh, what's going on in life. So uh, thank you for joining us for the inauguration episode. And we will catch you guys in a couple weeks. See you guys later. Bye.